Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. We'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what we're going to ask, and we don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of the class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and headmaster, Professor Jerry Jaffe. Welcome to today's episode of Gold Star Classroom. I'm your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jaffe. Uh, my job to ask our students questions across the width and breadth of human knowledge, and as any good teacher would do, grade your answers. It's my pleasure to introduce today's students. Sitting on my left is the mayor of Kent Comedy, Anthony Savat. Uh, hi there. I hope the questions are all about the 900-day siege <laughs> of Leningrad during World War II. Thank you. We'll see what we can do about that, Anthony. And sitting directly across from me from the Alan Cox Show, Bill Squire. Hey, thanks for having me, Professor Doctor. I'm a professor. <laughs> doctor, professor, I don't remember. I'm a professor and a doctor. Yeah, there you go. I, my students call me Jerry. Bill or, doesn't know how to do that because he didn't go to college, and he's going to win, <laughs> and I'm going to be really sad. That will be sad and exciting. All right. Our first quiz question comes from the world of biology. All my students know how much I love science, and I hope you do too. And this was inspired by an incident that happened to me over the past summer. So just briefly speaking, I was out hiking with friends, and we noticed that some people were getting bitten by mosquitoes more than others. So my first question just is, if I don't know if you ever had that phenomenon, or is this a real thing, or is it just coincidence? Do mosquitoes prefer some people over others, or is it just a coincidence sometimes you get bit more? What do you think? I don't get bit by mosquitoes very much, and I eat a lot of garlic, and I don't shower, so I don't get bit by women very much either. <laughs> People and animals generally avoid me. I think that mosquitoes are snobs and racists. <laughs> so they will bite people based on the color of their skin, not the content of their character. <laughs> you are all basically correct. The short answer is yes. There are certain types of people mosquitoes like to um, bite more. I, can I guess, is it something to do with like iron content of the blood or something like that? Well, I have here a list of five of the most common factors that attract mosquitoes, but I would like to say that um, Bill's answer also loses 20 points for making uh, everyone in the classroom feel slightly awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have me in the class? <laughs> oh, that's harsh. He did yeah. quote Dr. King at least. Yeah, I, I feel like it's true. Really I think it was a, a unique and funny answer. I mean, I got to get points for that. You're right. right. Plus 20 points for the MLK reference. All right, so I have so to I'm give at you that. zero. Okay. <laughs> now you know how all my other students feel. Okay. Uh, research has found at least five contributing factors to what mosquitoes might be attracted to. Anyone have any idea what? Well, iron you... content in the blood, that's nothing to do with it? Iron no. content has okay. nothing to do with it. I thought they had sensors. <laughs> I guess uh, sweatiness, just because then you're going to be putting out some smell and pheromones and whatnot. Well, your skin surface is one of them, that's yeah. correct. And there are different types of um, chemistry, uh -huh. body chemistry, that can affect that. Um, in terms of what you eat, cholesterol mm. causes mosquitoes to swarm, mm. actually. Okay. And then there are a couple of other things. Um, acids in your sweat will trigger mosquitoes. And then how hot you are. They're attracted like to heat. on hotornot.com? <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the mosquitoes swarm, to hotornot.com. Oh, he's only a four and a half. <laughs> Next. 
Um, although sharks are famous for smelling blood anywhere in the ocean, and also sharks can detect electricity anywhere in the ocean, um, how far can Which is why you should not text and swim. <laughs> <laughs> how far away can a mosquito smell their victims? Any ideas? I, think I want to say 100 yards. 100 yards. I'm going to go about 15 or 20 yards. Bill, your answer gets a B plus for being closest to correct. It's, it's actually not that far as you All can All right, so point, points, grades, what do we... <laughs> yeah, this is... I, I have a very complicated grading rubric. I can see I that. don't have time to explain it all right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's all right. I lost the syllabus already anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. No. Um, 50 <laughs> meters away is considered... 50 meters? I think 100 yards is pretty darn close to that without going over. Wait, I went over. You were close to You went over, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not that this is Way the price over. is right, but... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was not a bad estimate, Anthony. I'll give you five points. Okay, thanks. There you go. Although you did use yards, and we prefer the metric system in this class. Mm. This is America, sir. <laughs> well, this is the educated sector of America, so we use uh, all of my students here and at home use the metric, the metric system. system. Yes. Uh, hey, mosquitoes are awfully which annoying. Works out well when you're measuring your junk. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. seems longer. Yeah. Hey, um, that was a metric dick joke. It certainly was. <laughs> I'll give you a D for that. <laughs> Can I at least get a C? <laughs> Not in this class. Uh, <laughs> Bill just got the D from the teacher. <laughs> um, this isn't that kind of class. I don't want to get fired afterwards. Okay. Mosquitoes, being the annoying creatures that they are, this, if anyone knows, anyone know how long mosquitoes have been around? Several million years? The answer is in the millions. Okay. That is correct. You're going in the right direction. Now, now, you, saying, now the Earth's only 6,000 years old. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> um, What's the metric system for years? <laughs> <laughs> like 100 million years, maybe 200 million years? Uh, they, were, they were around, were, the they were around for the, yeah, it was the dinosaurs, right? I know yeah. that because of Jurassic Park, the very factual Steven Spielberg movie. Yes, that's very accurate. Almost a documentary. Yeah. The... Um, a uh, digressionary foot point, uh, footnote is that the person who designed the dinosaurs at the Creation Museum in Kentucky also designed the dinosaurs for the first Jurassic Park movie. But that's apropos nothing. Uh, I'll give myself 100 points for that. There you go. <laughs> uh, mosquitoes have been around for 170 million years, approximately. Okay. Yeah, so that would make 100 million with dinosaurs. Yeah. At least one other mosquito question we have to get to before we. Uh, amongst mosquitoes, who does the biting? The females, correct? Correct. Five points for Bill. I thought the just five. I thought the females were the giant ones that don't bite you. No, in the realm. Those are the males, the big ones. Um, I haven't personally measured the sizes of male mosquitoes. Huh. I just know that it is reported that female mosquitoes uh, bite, and they do it for a very particular reason. Which yeah. do you know the reason that they're they... all Medusa, just like female yeah, they're just women? Blood-sucking yeah. demons, just like every woman. Yeah. <laughs> ah, hey, can I do that? Right? Uh, 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 you're going to need that metric system before the class is over. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. But please, for the sake of our students at home, why do female mosquitoes need human blood? For reproduction. It relates to reproduction. So. Oh, because they can't have periods on their own because they don't make their own blood. <laughs> Um, female mosquitoes need human blood to develop fertile eggs for some strange reason. I'll tell you what, my eggs for breakfast in the morning are a lot better when there's blood. And Bill, I'd like to remind you... Take some points away for that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say they bite people that are warmer? 
people with higher core temperatures get bit more? Yes, like okay. if you're exercising or jogging, you're more okay. likely. That's interesting. Although um, both of your comments remind me of the great Oscar Wilde who once said, women are made to be loved, not understood. Yeah, that guy didn't know anything about women. Yeah, he was, he was, <laughs> he was openly homosexual. That's why he loves women he so much. Of course he's, yeah, of course he said some, some uh, nonsense like that. All right, I'm going to move to our next quiz question, which is in the topic of popular culture. And I'm going to ask, start with a question, but this question is going to open up a whole can of worms worth of questions. And the question is this. True. Wrong. What... Why do we use the word spam in reference to bulk unsolicited emails? <laughs> Members of our audience just got excited. Is uh, the A for automated and M for mail? Nope. Oh, is the M for mail? Nope. It's an acronym, right? Nope. Is it related to the meat? It is indirectly related to the meat, yes. Interesting. Is oh. it to honor Monty Python? Bill Squire gets a gold star. Just for mentioning Monty, Monty Python. Python. But yeah. that is also the correct answer. Oh, it oh. is. Yes. Oh, yeah. Spam a lot. There is a lot of, well, the original spam sketch came out in 1970. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Monty Python has been honored in many different ways, often by uh, scientists or techno geeks. There's a fossil named after Monty Python. There are seven asteroids named after Monty Python. And all the emails you don't want. <laughs> all the emails you don't <laughs> want. After Monty Python. What better honor could there be? There's a Ben and Jerry flavor. Hey, this could be a, a speed round. I bet you guys will know the answers. Can you name all six Pythonians? The characters on Monty Python? Well, the actors, not the characters, but the actors. What Where is this, 1965? <laughs> there was a time in my life I probably could have, but uh, and I'm blanking uh, on the one I know that we Terry Gilliam, know. I know uh -huh. John Terry Cleese. Terry Gilliam and John, John Cleese. Cleese. Uh, that's all I can points, think of right now. Points, points. Um, yeah, I don't know anything. In a minute, I'll ask you when the first Monty Python television show aired. Uh, you said 1965 a minute ago. So that might be the right answer. <laughs> it's the right decade. I'll the other ones because i got to hear the names. Okay, well, I'll, I'll list a couple and see if it sparks your memory. Uh, Michael Palin. Yeah. Terry Jones. There's two more. I got nothing. Eric Idle. Ah, that is... The five we mentioned are all still living. There's one who passed. George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> No, but George Harrison famously uh, produced one of their early movies. Oh. I think The Life of Brian. Oh, I just got in front of myself. Graham Chapman is the sixth faction. Um, there are officially five Monty Python movies, one of which I just mentioned, The Life of Brian. Can you do, name the other four Monty Python movies? Uh, Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Uh, there's... Oh. Yeah. I know it. I can't think of it. Uh... History of the World. No, that's... Uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Holy Grail, Life of Brian. They have three movies that are movies. They have one movie that's a sketch, like a compilation of their famous sketches. Isn't there, like a, Society? Isn't there a dirigible on the cover of the movie, or is that the Holy Grail? Isn't there like a weird balloon thing that they're floating on in the cover of the movie? Anything's possible. Oh. I don't no. have the... Yeah, the I can't. I can't remember. I've, I've... Their third movie, which was the... Uh, um, their third movie movie, oh, Holy Grail, Life of Brian, the and... The Flying Circus was their show. Oh, right. Remember. Monty Python's yeah. Flying Circus was the name of the television show. Yeah, that's right. what I was thinking. Of. I'll give you three points for that. Okay. <laughs> um, the third movie movie is The Meaning of Life. Ah. 
Yeah, I, I knew that. <laughs> Uh, their sketch comedy movie, which was actually their first movie, 1971's, and now for something completely different. Ah, yes. And then they did in 1982 a famous live show, which I'll bet Oh, live at the Hollywood Bowl. Correct. Yes, I remember that. Wow. That is their five movies. Um, I would still like to ask, you did get the name of the TV show, although I, I kind of didn't think I'd have to ask that question. When did the first episode on the BBC I'll of Monty Python? 67. 67, anyone want to go over, under, or your own bet? 65? I'll go 66. 69. Ah, 69. <laughs> 69. My favorite number. <laughs> so I, got, I win that one. I finally got one right. Yay. <laughs> um, when did it first air in the United States? Probably like last week or something. <laughs> <laughs> it almost no, seems uh, like that might 19, be 19, I want to say 1987. Uh, it's longer ago than that. No, I'll say 1970. I, mean, I watched it when I was a child. 72. I'm the oldest person here. We'll that's say. very close, 1974. Okay. Um, it actually aired in Canada first, so some people in America near the Canadian border, mm. like Detroit or Maine, could have seen it. But being broadcast in the United States, 1974. Um, I only think this is fun trivia because of context. Any idea where? Probably not. The first, because it's kind of in syndication, so it was shown in a particular city first. Where, at Monty Python? Yes, it in, would be in the Chicago. United States. It right. was not Chicago. New York City? It was not New York City. It was a big city, but it was Dallas, Texas. Oh. The progressive. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Oh, this is smart and funny. We better get dibs on this. <laughs> there are other things named after them. Uh, there's a Py Python programming language is named after them. Let me ask really? just one other question. That's interesting. The, um, do you know the backstory for why they were called Monty Python? Like something. Monty Python, like, vaguely means something. Like, they wow. decided it for a reason. You said this was PG, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, related to this. Well, say what you want to say, and we'll edit it out later. Well, I mean, I've got a snake, if you know what I'm talking about. And the it's Pythons are one of those big ones, you know? <laughs> Not directly, although I think it probably is a phallic reference. That's how you say what you wanted to say in yeah. a television-friendly way. Phallic reference. But it's you can also say big penis. <laughs> <laughs> he is on radio. He does yeah, the he rules. say big penis on radio. He means that uh, <laughs> symbolically, of course. Yes. Not literally. Once again, Bill gets a D. Uh, <laughs> I think Bill gave the D on that one. <laughs> oh. I'm not mistaken. Teacher, do, teacher does not get Boom. D's. Boom graded. It's supposed to be the name of a hypothetical uh, manager, like a sleazy showbiz manager, Monty Python. So that's what that, where that name comes from. Your scoring system is degrading. Uh, You'll see. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to see. <laughs> I have been told that as a teacher, I sometimes do grade too harshly. And so in order to raise my student self-esteem, I have here a list of 101 random ways to praise children. You guys are magnificent. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to ask you one other question, and this is in no way related to Anthony Savat being here. It's just a coincidence. According, uh, it's printed in several newspapers in the past year, but from, according to the Center for Disease Control, how many uh, reported cases of STDs are there in the United States right now? Why did you reference <laughs> me? <laughs> well, uh, as far as I know, zero. <laughs> okay. Because I only know about me. Local reporting for Anthony is zero, but national reporting. Uh, how many cases no... of STDs nationwide? There's 350 yeah. million people in the country, right? Approximately, so, but yeah. Uh, 70 million. Wait, hold on. They're not all, half of them are children. 35 million. Okay, we at least have a logically arrived at guess. I'm going to go with 15 million. 
Yeah. You are very optimistic at people's <laughs> level of despicability. I'm guessing, uh, but he's also taking into account the reported, yeah. not the. Well, wrong, this is so. reported by the Center for Disease Control, so this would be like reported located right, in cases. Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's my it's my jam. Hey, uh, does no one else in the audience wants to guess a random number? Twenty-five. Twenty-five million. People or million. Million. Oh, oh right. people. According to the Center for Disease Control, there's 110 million cases of STDs in the United States. So I still win that one. My first guess was actually really not far accurate. off. Yes. Man, did the babies have them too? Then no, but that figure does take a. That is like standing cases, so mm -hmm. the number accumulates, and also that's not 110 million individual people. Right. Oh yeah, you can get more than one. Correct. Yeah, it's like Pokemon. And with, with something like uh, HPV, a lot of people have that. Correct. And maybe I don't know how often it gets reported, but yeah, that's pretty common. You know, I'm going to give you another gold star for bringing up HPV on your own. There's about 14 million cases per year of that alone, and that's the ones that are detected. Mm -hmm. So that is the most common STD. Um, per year, there's about 20 million new cases uh, reported of just STDs in general. But I want to ask you this: 50% of all new cases occur within a demographic age range. Uh, I want to say that isn't the rampant outbreaks in the elderly nursing homes? They're, I'm going to say 65 and up is the age range where this is the issue. <laughs> Anyone? I, I I'm going to go with the just, 20s. Yeah, I was going to go with the 20s. <laughs> the 20s. Yeah, these kids are too stupid to find yeah. each other's uh, privates these days. You've got to put your phone down. The, um, Who wants to put his theory to the test? <laughs> I don't have the statistic on elderly, but you are right in general. That is a trend. Yeah. Since, um, you know, uh, Cialis and Viagra, there's like renewed... Yeah. Sexual activity, activity in nursing homes. Yes. Those, those things pop up. But 50 magic happens. Fifty percent of all new cases occurred in the age range 15 to 24. STDs Ooh. cost the United States over 16 billion dollars in medical costs. Uh, you mentioned HPV. I do have a list here of the next four most common. Uh, I STDs. thought you were going to say a list of famous people that have HPV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go. Next most common. Herpes. Um, I. Um, Herpes, uh, this is the next four. So HPV is one, two, syphilis, three, four, five. Herpes, herpes is number five and gonorrhea is number four. What about syphilis and uh, or the clap? Is that the same thing? Uh, well, syphilis is Babies. less common. It's not in the top five. Um, and the clap's not there, huh? I thought the clap is gonorrhea. Oh, yeah, the clap's gonorrhea. Okay. gonorrhea. Right, right, yeah, so I, I get that one. You think you would have figured that out by now? <laughs> No one ever so, but we, we besides HPV, we didn't come HIV? up with number two or number three. HIV is left further down the list, but it's not on the yeah, top thank five. Thank goodness. Um, what else is there? HPV. Uh, crabs. Oh, not crab. crabs, but number two is something similar to crabs. I have Cubic to say. Cubic lice. <laughs> Scabies. The chlamydia. Chlamydia. Oh, I thought I said chlamydia. I, if you did, I didn't hear it. So well, maybe listen. you didn't hear my baby joke either. Was, <laughs> <laughs> babies. No, I'm the worst I said one. Chlamydia. <laughs> well, I will listen to the tape later. If either of you, either of you said chlamydia, I'll give you extra credit points. All right. What else, what else Do we get them all? Yeah, that's the. T oh, uh, number three is um, trichomoniasis. Oh, what is that? I don't know. It's the, it's. We'll have to look that one up. <laughs> Um, let me ask just one more question. Is that where you fool someone into the sack? <laughs> of that 110 million cases total, um, approximately how many men, how many women? Oh, I, I want to say 45, 55 uh, men have 
45%, women at 55%. Okay. So your over-under is the women number is a little bigger than the men's number. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you collect things in containers, not <laughs> on sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it's a promiscuity issue. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a logistics concern. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to agree with Anthony because uh, it, HPV is not as, oh, you can't, you can't find that, you can't test for that in a man. Right. Which is women, the best, like that's the best myth everyone believes. Like that can't be true, can it? Like everyone says that, so we just are off the hook, I think, right? No, you oh. can't really. I mean, right. if, unless, well, you know, it, like, unless you have like a with, ward or something. When they oh. came out with the vaccine for it, the vaccine is for women. Like mm -hmm. they don't have a official HPV Like I get that it doesn't affect us, men. but mm -hmm. I think that's like well, it can some if it, dude if you actually top. get general warts. Like, oh, okay. You know, um, one of the condom companies did an online survey of just sexual habits, and in almost all countries, including the United States, men report themselves being more promiscuous than women. Mm -hmm. um, so that but notion the, is true, but in all cases, but Anthony's uh, metaphor holds up in this case. Hmm. About 60 million women versus 50 million men. Which is, that's real close to 55-45, right? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. Um, that's worth a gold star. Thanks. Yay. There you go. I got it. I did it. Um, the, there was only one major country for in which the women, at least taking this online survey, self-reported as being more promiscuous than men. Is that the Philippines by any chance? <laughs> 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 it's a no, but it is uh, in that region, actually. Yeah. Thailand? Not Thailand. Japan. Japan. Not Japan, oh. sadly. <laughs> sadly. Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand, ah. Oh, New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Um, this brings oh, but us... Also, oh, we'll just, all, all these studies, too, also show that women lie more constantly than men. So, that, right? Am I right? Been, Am I right, Bill? <laughs> yeah. High five. Um, high five yeah. Sociologically speaking, that has been suggested, that women are less likely to fill out surveys like that accurately. Mm. Um, but be but that as it may, suck your blood. this brings us to the part of the class where we do extra credit. An extra credit is I'm going to give you three a topic, and you each get like 30 seconds to share some trivia or knowledge that you have on that topic. And then whoever has the best trivia gets the uh, bonus points. And today's extra credit topic is World War II. Would someone like to go first? So wait, what, uh, hey, I'll go first, but what's the prompt again? I need to tell you guys a Just, story or ask you guys a well, question. Well, a fact. No, you're just going to give us the fact. Okay. So you give us some fact or trivia under the broad umbrella of World War II. All right. Uh, I've been obsessed with the 900-day siege of Leningrad, which was called St. Petersburg originally, and that's where Lenin uh, started the communist revolution in the Soviet Union after World War I. And when he passed away unexpectedly in 1924, another guy from St. Petersburg, a.k.a. Leningrad, actually rose up to the height of the, of the, the Communist Party. I just read it. I believe his name was Kolov. Mm -hmm. And Stalin had him assassinated by the police and then had the police that assassinated him assassinated to cover his trail. <laughs> and that's when he put up, like, the Iron Curtain, took control of the entire country. Okay. And that's when he sent, in the purge of 1937 and 1938, he sent more than half of the military officers from World War I to the, you know, Soviet okay. concentration camps, which made them susceptible to the German invasion. Okay. Anthony has set the bar. Well, I'm going to go with... Uh... Hitler assigned a science division to the Nazi, and they were called Hydra, and they were run by <laughs> Red Skull, and they were eventually stopped by Steve Rogers, who underwent a, an experimental procedure to Oops. turn him from a five foot four weakling into a six foot two uh, 
physique, uh, like just specimen, <laughs> and he single-handedly led the attack against yeah. Hydra to win the war and uh, save pretty much the entire world from the, the Hydra and the Tesseract weapons that they made. So thank you very much, Captain America. Did you just say six foot two? Yeah. That's the perfect physical specimen. You hear that, ladies? Six two. <laughs> I'm 6'2". I'm the best. You don't look anything like Chris Evans. <laughs> I'm 6'2 and Wait, have blonde no hair. it's with so that jacket I'm, on. I do no, a little yeah, bit. One step closer. All right. With that, I've calculated your final grades. Oh, and that was the, stacked for me on that last one. Thank and you. The, <laughs> uh, yes, but in the middle I got bored with what you were saying and stopped listening. <laughs> so, um, the you might win the Oscar, <laughs> but I'm winning the gold star. <laughs> well... At right. the end of the class, we calculate the final grade and award someone with the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. And the winner of today's Golden Banana Prize is Bill Squire. Yay! Golden <laughs> Banana. I think that's a good thing. Jorge would like that. And it just remains for me, your host, Dr. Jerry Joffe, to thank you, my students, Anthony. Uh, it was Kirov, not Kolov. <laughs> that's who was assassinated. Thank you for having me, Jerry. And Bill. Uh, yep, I won the Golden Banana, finally. <laughs> and thank you, students you listening at home. That banana is not too expensive. <laughs> he, got, he got two D's and a banana. <laughs> Gold Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Stephen Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gold Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gold Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe.